That's damn. That's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. What's up, people? Welcome to another exciting episode of Horror with Earth Thirty. Episode one, by the way, four sixty. Yes. <clears throat> and tonight is uh, we're discussing this right here, the mean one. Christmas must be something more. If you don't know where that's from, it's from Taylor Swift. How do I know this? Because this gentleman over here. This gentleman over here. And his wife. And his lovely wife. Actually, I'm going to give her more credit because... I'll just say this. If I was afraid of either one of them, it'd be her. And that's (laughs) It'd be her? Yeah, I don't blame you on that one. I feel like if it's coming on this way, he'd probably be more afraid of my wife than he would be of me. And that's fair. That's perfectly fair. Oh, I get I get away with everybody, but I will never offend. I don't offend people like that unless I hate you. You'll know. You'll know. <laughs> you hear that, Nicholas Cage? No, I love Nicholas Cage. I'll never offend. He's the best. Well, I'm talking to him. You're in the minority. <laughs> now. I'm in the minority. I am. <laughs> Man, I'm in the minority with this one as well because quite a few people that I know really love him. Quite a few people that I, you know, I, I respect their opinions and all this other shit. Like my cousin, my wife, you, Chris, a bunch of other fucking people. It's it's okay though. You know, we're we're allowed to be different people, we're allowed to have different opinions. That's what makes us unique. I agree. I'm all for it. You can be a Republican if you want to be a Republican. You can be a Democrat if you want to be a Democrat, but I will always remain a registered absurdist. And I'm registered sturdy. Can't help it. Can't help it. But uh, that's not what we're here tonight, though, people. We're here to talk about this movie, the mean one. And um, before we even dive into the early ratings and before we even get into this, I want to ask you a question, man. Yeah. So with all these Christmas movies and Christmas fairy tales we grew up with, what is another Christmas horror you would like to see? And you can use ones like if you want to use Frosty the Snowman and all that type of stuff. If you want to, <clears throat> I feel like we kind of got that with Jack Frost, though. True. Essentially, like it's it wasn't exactly Frosty, but even if you made a movie about a killer Frosty at this point, it's it'd be too similar. Too similar. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but that's a great question. Um, because it gets me thinking about like what's been made. I know there's been we talked about Rudolph before, um, uh, which could be cool, but if you really want to have a sustainable movie, uh you probably need more than just the deer. You know what it is? It's t- it's <clears throat> yeah, I think you would need like you would have to have them incorporate everything into that. Um, like the whole village, all nine. So then mm-hmm. is it a Rudolph movie at that point, you know? I mean, if you make it to where, <clears throat> let's just go back to to the which I gotta fucking find and see if I have these movies because if not, I'm gonna grab the Blu-rays because I love them. But anyways, the <clears throat> the, the uh, cartoon or an- weird clay anime, whatever the fuck it was that we watched as kids, I haven't seen it in years, but I miss it. And it was the um, what were we talking about? The Rudolph thing. Remember how they were teasing him at first? <laughs> so right then and there is when he goes dark. He goes in the woods by himself, and he just somehow becomes a killer, and he just. Maybe every Christmas he comes back and takes out one of the deer. <clears throat> or just takes out something. Does something. Maybe. I don't know. Just spitballing here. No, but I uh, wouldn't go that route. And <clears throat> the reason why I'm asking this is because of this movie. Is because remember how through this they would like. You know how they talk in like with the Grinch. With the Dr. Seuss movies. How they talk kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Over the movie or whatever. The narration. They were doing that with this. But of course like uh, with a horror twist. So I'm thinking if they do it with those, but with the horror twist of almost sometimes instead of like the uh, instead of the narration all the time, maybe here and there twisting the song with like the Frosty the Snowman song. Maybe it's more about him being a killer snowman in a sense. And then when you hear that, he's around or he's coming or something or when they're singing, he's around or he's coming or something. Mm. Um, Ooh, look at my creative juices. Uh, thinking, um, you know, it might be cool is like a dark version of Elf. Oh, he finds out that he was adopted. Santa took him in, 
but it wasn't an easy life. You know, mm -hmm. like it wasn't a hard life. Like he wasn't treated, he wasn't tortured or anything, but like you're in the North Pole. You know, <laughs> it's probably not gonna be <clears throat> truly easy, you know, and and but like he was taken in, he has a family element to it or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he finds out he was adopted and who his family was. He maybe always had bloodlust urges or something, kind of like what Brightburn was for Superman. Ooh. But like do it with Buddy the Elf, sort of. Like, what if Buddy the Elf was homicidal and he wanted to go search out his family for abandoning him so Ooh. he kills santa and then he goes hunting his family and he has the powers of an elf but he's like a psychotic human so maybe a couple elves have to chase him down there we go could be I mean... interesting that'd be a kind <clears throat> of cool take on it. and that's not the fairy tale side of it but from the christmas yeah. perspective um fairy tale side you know, I, I think about a lot about, you know, with Christmas and stuff, uh, I, there's not much more I need. I was like, a Christmas Carol handles a perfect amount of ghost story or horror for... That's fair. That's fair. You know, and I always think there's... That's the thing. Like, Christmas to me and horror are very similar. Because think about it. And, and to kind of go back and uh, let, let's not go religious, but let's talk about it from the... Uh, religious standpoint christian standpoint mm -hmm. they were running <clears throat> because the king was killing all firstborn ch uh, male children that's that in itself is a horrifying thing like these these people are desperately escaping and then they have yeah. to they have to stay in a cave so she can give birth to this baby that like maybe some supernatural force how does she feel about this all throughout you know and and how does mm -hmm. joseph feel but it, it, but to take that element and say like there it is a supernatural tale with angels and there's there's clear villains and that's where christmas is birthed so everything outside of it i mean even the concept of santa claus is horrifying if you think about it from the perspective of it's a guy who comes into your home while you're sleeping yep. he knows you're sleeping and he, he judges you he knows when you're awake he knows you've been bad or good to be good for goodness sake yeah what would there's there's you could easily take that now take the concepts of santa claus out of it say we don't know santa claus exists right mm -hmm. so now we don't know santa claus exists it's never been a thing now if you hear that you hear somebody say he knows when you were sleeping he knows when you were awake. <clears throat> he knows when you've been bad or good so be good for goodness sake or he'll drive an axe through your brain you know like mm -hmm. One little extra sentence. <laughs> we don't know Santa Claus exists, and now that's the most terrifying thing a kid ever heard. Yeah, I mean, hey, and I'm here for it. Let's do it. Let's do a movie just like that. You know, <clears throat> like it's 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 such an interesting Christmas is such an interesting world because not only is it pleasant and sweet and loving and and you know all of those things, but the horror fans definitely have an element of it. Oh, know. definitely. What's good, Chad? How's it going, man? Oh, hot Chad. What's up, man? definitely i mean it's <clears throat> but that's what i love i mean it i feel like it's almost the easiest holiday to make horror for mm -hmm. hey, what's good chris even easier than halloween and the reason why i say that is because with halloween you have more pressure you have way more pressure i feel to make a, a horror movie you know that comes out that that's either yeah halloween horror movie <clears throat> versus a um, Christmas horror. This dude is cocked, locked, and ready, <laughs> and ready to rock for Christmas. How's it going? What's up, dude? What's happening? What are you doing? Is this your Christmas vacation world? You're out of the studio. Kind of, sort of, I guess. <laughs> Where's the hot cocoa? <laughs> No hot cocoa, no hot cocoa. I had two cups of coffee today. Oh, shit. Go. Bitters. Santa Stein? Interesting. Yeah, Santa it's over on... Um, I meant to... I mean, I mean, I've been meaning to check that out. It's over on Screenbox. Oh, is that next week's movie? No. <clears throat> no, I don't have one picked for next week. Mm. I have... I got I to gotta pick something for next week. I'll have that out for you guys. Uh, by uh, maybe tomorrow's episode. After tomorrow night's episode. Midnight's episode. There you go. Did you guys already give your initial ratings on this? 
No, nah, we actually asked um which now that you're here if you were to make a Christmas horror movie using some of the ones that we grew up from, you know, like Frosty, what was it, Santa? You know, remember the ones that came out, the, the animated ones, Rudolph, Frosty, Santa, all of them. Like, what one would you make into a horror movie, and how would you do it? I would say all of those little animated ones. I mean, there's so much room to have fun with it. Like, it could almost be like, a, you know, remember how Celebrity Deathmatch was all gory and shit? Like, mm-hmm. mm. I, those are the ones that honestly, like, had Mick had been like, "Hey, make a make a little short." Th- those are the ones I was gonna talk about, honestly, because that's kind of my tradition. It's like whenever it's Christmas, if those are on the TV, that's what's playing throughout the day. Whether <laughs> we're just opening our presents and you know yeah. the fucking Macy's, like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade or whatever, you know what I mean? Like it's like that's what's on TV at that time, you know, on Thanksgiving Day or you know, and then yeah, for yeah. Christmas, it's like all right. These animated cartoons from back in the day with the stop motion, if they're on, I don't give a fuck. It's on the TV. It's what's playing in the background. And it's the thing that keeps taking me away from having fun for or doing in that immediate moment because it's just ingrained in my brain. Like you can hear those certain sounds or voices of those characters or the, the... the mystical sounds of the the background curation mm-hmm. for the music they use, or the wind blows and you hear the the chimes going for like, and that just makes you look up. And for us, that's that's our childhood Christmas. I can't wait to um watch those again because mm-hmm. I just feel like those those are ones that I feel. <clears throat> I know I haven't seen them in years, but every time I did have them on or similar to what they're saying, they're playing in the background. I feel like I have to sit down and watch them. I'm like, fuck this shit. I haven't seen this shit in so long. I'm just going to sit down and watch. And if there's food going, usually it's around the holidays anyway. So there's some sort of yep. food going, make myself a light little plate, chill, and just, you know, knock it out. Bro, I would almost not interrupt those, even if, like, we had just got a dope ass gift and it was, let's say it was like the newest Sega game or Nintendo game or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care if those things are on. I'm not turning on my console. I'm not <clears throat> changing the TV. Like <laughs> those are on, they're on. It's, it's I, I there, think there's no it saves their butts for that for me. What, what what it is with that though, and I, it sucks that I got out of that tradition myself. But is like when you know when your parents or whoever you live with at the time when you're opening presents, you know maybe after breakfast or whatever. That's exactly what's playing throughout the day, like you were saying. So you're just kind of used to watching it and watching every single one, especially at least your favorite one. At the very least, you're gonna watch my favorite one or two, and then I'm good. <laughs> But if they're all playing, you you let your favorites play last. So it's like, I'll go through them all. You let your favorites play last. And then boom. And then you're like, okay, now I can go to the toys and the games and the other shit because this is done. I I just fear now that my my initial thought of them turning these things into horror movies just turns into pretty much this movie. That's that's my only fear. And that's a weird fear because that's an excitement of mine which before we dive into that any further I think it's time to get into these early ratings starting with you Sturdy starting with you early rating no reason uh, six starting with a six I would do uh, yeah that seems right I'd give it a six I was torn between four and five on this one. I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go middle of the road because I'm feeling festive. I'm gonna <laughs> go five. All right, gentlemen. All right. What's your beef with this movie, Chris? It was a piece <laughs> of shit. It was it was like they tried to have fun with the notion of the Grinch being scary and but then he just looked like every other Grinch and honestly looked like they just took like Jim Carrey's Grinch and just made him mean kind of but then like there's barely any I don't know, there wasn't really much of a, a fear factor for me or a scare factor in this one for me it was more of I was waiting for some stupid shit to happen, waiting for some weird ass like remnants of Christmas to occur <clears> on the screen to wait for a kill. And when the kills did arise, it was like, okay, I guess. I I, uh, I had a different feeling about. It. I, I actually really had a lot of fun with this. You know, I took the campy into effect. Uh, 
I didn't mind. I, I liked uh, how the the Grinch or the mean one, whatever they call him in the movie, uh, how he acts in it. Like his movements were very calculated. They're very similar to a lot of famous scenes from the both the live action movie and the cartoon. Uh, so I dug that, but also adding a, a much more frightening element to it, a very in-your-face style, uh, which I thought added for me the fact that he did look so much like the Grinch as we know it, especially Jim Carrey's. I, th- I actually kind of like that. I kind of like that he did look so similar and that it was just... I don't, I, I don't know how to explain it, but like it was still scary. You know, because you're not scared of uh, Jim Carrey's. I guess you go into it, but he is supposed to be technically a scary being. So I I, I do like how this was played. This this a little bit different. I really enjoyed uh, that element of it, and and the fun that it was brought to it. We were talking about it earlier when we were watching it. That this is the type of slasher film I like, where it's fun. It, it, you know, it's a good balance of like the story's not amazing or anything. It's pretty, but like. It's good, and I am I'm enjoying this. Okay. Like I, I like the campy side of it, and that it's it can be silly at times, but also, you know, like it's pretty vicious murders and such. So, yeah, you know, I just kind of like the balance of everything. I thought it played well. No, I'm with you on that, Mick. I I had fun with this movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, I had fun with the kills. Yes, it could have been. I mean, you could have taken some of the silliness out of it, and it could have been darker and all that stuff. But I mean, at the same time, it did work for. A, I mean, it is a horror comedy for one, so there's that. But it's it worked for what it is. It worked for what it is, in my opinion. And I I, I liked how I just like what they do with the Grinch. Honestly, it's something I wanted from yeah. the Grinch, and I want to see more. I feel like if they make sequels, maybe one or two more. I'll say two more. Let's do two more. Maybe get a little darker, a little deeper. Yeah. If they get a little darker and deeper, make it less of that kitty vibe with them trying to make it horrific, then I feel like I would have liked it and connected with it more because I was going into it expecting more of a visceral and just dark, very just kind of evil Grinch. And then for the twist that they did at the end, and it just, there's a lot of these little things that they did to the story that perhaps you guys are like well like it worked and i kind of liked what they did because it's unique and it's something new but at the same time those are the same things that to me made this feel like they were just trying and it it just just didn't resonate it was too kiddie to trying to appeal i guess to more of a, a kid who's now trying to get a different perspective of what the Grinch could be or that the other aspect of what that story could be. And I thought it leading up to it at the beginning, especially them literally with the narrator basically being like, Oh, you think this is a story, but let's see how they, let's see what really happened. Or, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, cool. We're going to get a complete flip. So if I would have got a more dark feeling, almost art, the clown or fucking Winnie the Pooh type fucking killer from this, then I think I would have been like, yeah, good movie. But this is barely fair for me. All right. I mean, that's fair. I definitely get where you're at with the end of it uh, on that side of it. Like, I could see where it goes that way. I, I guess for me, like, it was just more like I didn't need anything more than what, what it was. And, like, we, t- we I was comparing this a lot to Terrifier earlier mm-hmm. in, the, in the sense of, like, how, you know, just sort of how the Grinch is and how he's perceived throughout. I did not know uh that david thornton um had done this too so like it, it so i'm glad it did remind me of that because it is him but it it's almost like a anti-terrifier movie in a way because terrifier is silly but the silliness comes from the fact that you're terrified of this guy like he's a terrifying entity you see him mm-hmm. and he's scary right from the beginning there but he's being silly so it adds to it whereas with the grinch it is silly, and he is the more serious of it throughout it. You know, even that he's fucking around, you know, that's that's sort of the Grinch's, like, foray, how some yeah. does things. You know, yeah. uh, he's still, he's the scary part where it's, like, her montage and, and like, the, you know, the old man. So that was more, and the cop and stuff. Like, that was more of the silliness to it for me. Um, 
but I thought that really balanced out well. Like it was just a different version of what Terrifier is, and I like that. Hmm. So I, that's why I went with more with a six because like this stands on the side. I I don't like slasher films that like they have to have that balance of story and horror. And if it if it shifted one way, like Rob Zombie does that a lot, he shifts one way for me. Mm-hmm. where it's it's more or less focused on the horror than the story and and i think that suffers and same with ari aster when i watch his movies and nine times out of ten like you get that good balance generally um when it's just a really good horror filmmaker like eli roth i said that about thanksgiving earlier i was like that is a really good holiday slasher film and it's mm-hmm. just a really good slasher film um, because it balances it well. I think this one, it was still skewed a bit. It wasn't like Thanksgiving in that sense, but like I think the balance is a lot closer for me with this anyway. Oh yeah, this this wasn't <clears throat> I see what you're saying with the, the whole like with the whole Thanksgiving thing. It was very similar to that, but it's not as good as that. Um but again, I want to see more of this. I really do. And may, like I said, maybe going down because I you could also look at this if you want to tie it to Terrifier again. Is the the whole remember how it was Terrifier? The first Terrifier was basically just like a gore fest. It wasn't really a story or anything to it. And then the second one, you got there was still a gore fest, yes, but there was more of a story to it, and there was more there was more to it than just you know art cutting people up. So maybe yeah. if they did a sequel with this, maybe we'll get the same thing with that, so you can get more of kind of the story of it or more of a story, a sinister story of it. Like I don't be know I know the whole Grinch thing. With, I mean to say, the way it ended, how they basically you know the voice, the laughter at the end, or is it over? Whatever the fuck they said, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that, come on, he'll be back. But still, I, I do. I do like like how it ended. Like it did. I think sturdy. If I'm not, if I'm correct, you kind of had the same, and I'd like to hear Chris how you reacted to it. Was like how it ended between her and him. Um. Oh. At first, when I first watched, I'm like, I don't know how I felt about that. But then when like the the realizing that that's exactly what the original story was, like I just I, I was like, yeah, I dug it. I was like, that's fine. That was okay, good. yeah, 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 yeah. Now I know. It, it, I'll throw in the way it ended too, just because it was like, uh, it just, I mean, with its heart exploding. You know what I mean? Instead of his heart growing and he just becomes nice, his heart explodes and he, die, you know, his heart gets bigger. He dies, whatever, or dies. I liked, I liked how that ended. I wasn't gonna be happy with it if they were all buddy buddy kind of friendly. That, that's what I was. That's what I thought it was going for. I was like, come on, please don't do this. Yeah. But it, all right. Um, I, this whole third act is really the biggest part of the shit that bothered me, honestly. I feel like they rushed a lot of it. They made a lot of it feel very just uh, hurry up and get to the climax, and it was it was just too I don't know too uh, too silly, I guess, for me because because I I I don't mind the heart exploding thing, you know, heart grows to three sides, like you guys said, but I, I didn't mind that shit. Okay, interesting. His heart started growing and literally it killed him. She killed him with kindness. That's pretty much the best shit here, but. Uh, I don't know. I kind of, it kind of to me would have been a little bit uh, funnier or a little bit more in tune with the rest of the tone of the movie had they had made him and her a little more friendly and like every time he's about to do something like like horrific or or killer like, she's like, hey, and like catches him and stops him. And it's, it's like that buddy back and forth accountability, like, ah, oh, you stop it. I got you. I got you. You know what I mean? Type deal. He doesn't actually kill the person. Um, but honestly, the whole end of this movie was how quickly the pace got, and how to me that's the part that completely made me disregard. Just because up in some room still, it can end strong, and then for me it was just like, nope. I didn't, it completely detached with all of the silliness all the way up to the end. Hmm. I mean. We don't have our opinions. Again, five, four or five, you know, it's fair. They had a lot of opportunities, a lot of things I would have done differently or that I feel like they could have done differently to make this better. So that's why it's like I'm impartial really whether 
or bad because I can see people like you guys enjoying it the way you did with the certain points you're making. But at the same time, for me, not what I wanted, not what I expected. What didn't leave me at the end of it leaving changed in my mind after it started rolling. So, yeah, I'm, not, I'm just indifferent on it. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Right, that's fair. Honestly, I, I'll even say this is something I can see myself watching once of sorry once a year. Nah. If someone ever mentions it to me, I might be like, oh, yeah, I saw it. But other than that, I'm not going to be like, oh, you got to go see the mean one or whatever. You know what I mean? For Christmas, if you're into horror. Again, for me, Christmas and horror are two things that are so opposite and, and like, they're so fucking, like, contradictory from themselves. I just, I will never tell people go watch horror movies during Christmas or be like, oh, you really got to see these horror movies. doesn't compute in my brain, so. Were you sitting? Were you sitting in the green room while we were before the show started? No, he really. No, he really. Came <laughs> oh my god, we were having this exact conversation. What exactly what you're saying? I what? said the exact same thing. Opposite. He did. Eh! I and I and I spelled it out for like I like I went in depth with it. I you know saying like to me, I think. Christmas and horror go hand in hand. It starts from, and I, I even went through the nativity. Like, how does the nativity start? The king is killing all firstborn males, so like he's hunting these children down. They have to flee. They have to flee, and then she has to give birth in a cave. It's a supernatural that she's told it's God's child. Like, it's horrifying. You know, there's so many. I mean, I, but then yeah, you, you look at and you like think that. like a Christmas Carol, one of the greatest ghost stories of all time, and it is. Yeah. A horrifying tale, not just of time travel, but a man having come face to face with his life and the things that he's done, and like yeah. all of these elements that make great horror today. Now, am I? I'm in no way saying the mean one should go up with those stories. <laughs> what I am saying, though, the classic twist of you know the Grinch, which is already a horrifying tale. There is a monster living in the mountains, preying on these people, robbing them. You know, uh, and, and yeah, it's just a, if you you take that element and all you say in the cartoon is he's murdering them at night. He's a serial killer. Yeah. And you have this movie. It's it, so I mean, and I, I like the twist of it. He just hates Christmas. Why does he hate Christmas? Mm -hmm. Fuck if I know. I guess he was in love with that woman. <laughs> you know, like whatever. But, you know, I, I took it as that. And then she accidentally died when he was fighting her. and. He just turned into the mean one. So, like, I took it as Santa turned into the mean one or whatever. But it, it, it was, you know, but, like, to your point where you're saying Christmas and horror are separate, I, I, would, I would urge you to go back and look at almost every Christmas movie you hold dear and tell me there isn't some kind of supernatural element in it at some point. And then think about that. It. You know, that that's that's just, even if it's a horror comedy, it still fits into the arm all. We we've just been so indoctrinated with the idea of those spiritual things being on the joyous and the uh pleasant and peaceful side that for me it's just so ingrained that I just oh, can't yeah. go, you know what? Yeah, let's let's get let's make a horror movie about the actual rebirth or about the shepherds or about the three kings or you know like to me it just doesn't compute even though now I'm like okay I can see where people can write some scripts and come up with some twisted shit about all of it it just to me will never be the thing that I'm always thinking about that's like you know you know you guys gotta, oh. you gotta check out this this whole different perspective on Christmas. Until, you know, we talk the real shit and the real stories and we're like, yeah, you know, you might want to might want to look back at some of the stories and think about some of that shit that we've been indoctrinated to. <laughs> All I'm saying is you are not wrong in any way, shape or form. I'm not taking that away from you. No, I'm just going to say this. You uh, you're wrong and you really should start. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, <laughs> I agree. But I like when I go upstairs and I want to do the Christmas thing, I'm not thinking about horror. I'm That's what I'm saying. It. Yeah, yeah. So I'm with you. But I do, I do still think that as much as you can have the care, the love, all of the sweet things that come with Christmas, horror is still an element that is strong within it. That's all yeah. I'm saying. 
I guess. Only... Like, like Sturdy is <laughs> one of those people that literally relate a horror to some type of situation in every. So it's like, hey, your birthday's coming up. You should go and check out Happy Death Day or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or hey, well, you know, you uh, Easter like... coming. You might want to go check out uh, Peter Rabbit, and it's a fucking slasher rabbit movie or a guy well, that goes to children parties. You know what it is with that, though, you got, Well, obviously, one is my favorite. It's my favorite genre by far, but it's also. Like, it's just the shit that, yes, like I can say I grew up to it. It's the shit that, you know, when I want to have a good time with some friends or whatever, that's mostly what we're going through. Or it's horror, comedy or horror. And I feel like with comedy, as far, I mean, like horror, you get over the scares, but you still get the joy of everything else with the horror. Yeah. But with comedy, like once you're over the laughs, it's not worth watching anymore. You know, like like Scrooge here, right? Like Chad said, and like you said about Christmas Carol, bro. Even watching that as a child, like the entire thing, I was never scared. Eerie feeling when death comes on, right? The black hooded figure. You still get that weird pit feeling in your chest and your stomach. Something's off. Like it's scary. This is the dude. You know, this is the guy who takes you. To, you don't even really know for sure what death is or anything. But then, like, you know, you think about that, how easy that whole shit could be turned into. But in my head, when it comes to Christmas Carol, guess what's fucking Muppets? <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, even it, it's That's funny fair. you say that. Uh, and I, I'm so glad you said that. Uh, because when it comes into my head is the Mickey Christmas Carol. Or the one with and, uh, Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Yeah, well, more than Mickey Christmas Carol, but you're wrong. <laughs> no, I, it, but seriously, like, and the Mickey Christmas Carol, when it's Pete, all it is is Pete from fucking Goof Troop and shit uh, mm -hmm. playing death, but it was still creepy as hell as a kid. Yeah. There's still, so I get what you're saying. Yeah, and it, it works in like that horror element. So Real thank quick. you. Thank you for taking a long way to say I was right. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Real quick, though, since there's no wheel spin, I'm just going to let you guys know what's coming up for the Midnight Show, which we don't have really have a wheel for that anyway, and what's coming up next week for Tuesday and Thursday and possibly Midnight it. Show. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. But So for tomorrow night, Midnight, boom. And then off our Christmas, our holiday, our holiday wheel, I should say, Christmas and Jewish wheel, holiday, whatever you want to call this wheel, all that fun stuff with this movie right here. And then uh, we're going to hop into next week and we're going to do some New Year's films. Two of them. Boom. Steel Trap. Mm. Never seen it. That's why I want to watch it. And then this one I did for Mick because I know how much he loves the first one. So I figured, you know what? We got to see the second one. I didn't even know there was a second one. Boom. Terror Train 2. Yes, it's part two. It's over on Tubi. And uh, we're going to have fun. Oh, boy. Oh, I have to watch that? Yep. Yeah. You're make and me do that? Be, yep, I am. And there may be, like I said, there may be one more episode after that before the new year. And then, uh, yeah, that'll be the... Uh, if so, that'll be the last episode of the year. So hopefully the next movie, hopefully these next few movies are pretty decent. So we can end the year good, start the year good, but we'll see. Yeah. We will see. <laughs> now, what are you doing the... your countdown? Oh, oh shit. Oh, We're supposed to do it that Friday. That's Yeah, that's earlier in the day, though. Gotcha. That's normal. That's going to be like around this time-ish. Gotcha. I think, right? Something like that. Yeah, that'll be earlier. That's a different end of the year show. That's just like end of the year countdown, then diving right into the end of the year again <laughs> with some more movies to read another movie to review who knows maybe it'll make one of my lists who knows who knows which i gotta start working on that shit speaking of lists yeah me too i just i just realized i gotta go through letterbox and all that so five six not bad for this i guess it's, i guess it's a middle of the road movie yeah it's 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 not I'm not gonna say it's like a good movie like oh yo this is an amazing fucking movie you gotta go watch it but it's a fun movie it's a fun movie. See and I, I felt that way like I said up until the halfway mark and then I was like it's not changing it's literally the same it's the the, the it's just becoming oh nope okay so that's why I was like yeah whatever I checked yeah. out I still watched and I was I literally told myself you know what I'm having fun with this up until about that half.
halfway point. Then I was like, okay, it's clear. Then, okay, we picked up some pace. The kills started coming in a little more. And then it was like, okay, I'm just let down here. It's so weird. I don't know why. I don't know why, but again, it happens watch, best watch at your own risk. It's true. See, for him, he says, watch at your own risk. Me, I say, give it a watch. I think you'll have fun I, with it. I think you'll have fun with it. I would watch this every year. I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. I really like the lead actor in it. She was very good. She, you know, she wasn't the strongest. Was she? I don't I know. A, her, I got a question for you, man. This, 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 I mean, Chris, you can answer this as well, but you didn't no. care for the movie as much. And you, well, you actually, it won't even really matter because you said you wouldn't watch this every year. But for you, Mick, is this worth a Christmas Day watch? If you were to watch horror movies nah. on Christmas, no. All right. I don't even watch horror movies on Christmas Day. Like that. Closest I come to that is I'll watch uh, I'll watch Die Hard, and it's it's nothing against horror on Christmas Day. It's usually the family's in and out, and like you can't just leave horror playing. No, so like it doesn't really line up. Plus, that's like where Chris was talking about earlier. That's not where my heart is at the moment. Like throughout the month, throughout the season, and such, I can I'll watch some horror and I'll enjoy it. Uh, But yeah, no, on usually Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Actually, no, I do watch a horror movie on Christmas Eve every year at 8 p.m. At 8 p.m. I watch it's it's more of a horror drama. Uh it's called It's Wonderful Life. That's right. A man is gonna commit suicide because he feels his life has fallen down. And he has to get picked back up again by the power of a supernatural entity. So we'll see what happens. Bro, so that chick, the main actress, she was on 911 Lone Star, the Rob Lowe uh, firefighter movie or whatever. And he's the chief in Texas. There's like 90 and, things wrong there. <laughs> and she was supposed to be in the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, really? But that's why she had looked so familiar to me. No, yeah, I mean, she, I thought she but did a good job. Star, yeah. yeah. Yeah, don't like don't him. no no don't don't listen to him, uh, Peter. Don't listen to him. Don't listen to who? You? Oh no, yeah, no. Go and watch it. Trust me. Why? Watch it your own I mean, crinkle cut nuts gives it two thumbs up. Crinkle cut nuts gives it two thumbs up. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? No, I am. You're worst damn gamer ever. Oh. I'm the Is that what you put? Oh, you're crinkle cut nuts. <laughs> I'm crinkle cut nuts, the horny unicorn. Holy shit, the horny, horny That's unicorn. That's funny. The horny unicorn, get it? He's going to horn? Mm-hmm. Too much. Too All much. right. I'm a little high. I didn't realize if you got it or not. I understand. <laughs> I'm, used to, I'm used to talking to white people. They wouldn't have gotten it. They don't. You're stupid. They would have been like, ew, you're thick. <laughs> Leave my unicorn alone. Well, <laughs> for off camera. <laughs> for off camera. That's not what I meant by that. That's not what I meant by that. I was talking about you. The, the what is it? The fantasy, the physical, the mythological beast, the mythological creature. Was what I was talking about. Hmm. Chocolate unicorn. The horny unicorn. Crinkle cut nuts, the horny unicorn. I'm writing us a play next year for your show. And it's going to be the adventure of crinkle cut nuts who saves Christmas. And it's going to be all of us are going to play a different part in it. And it's going to be the adventure of crinkle cut nuts having to save Christmas. That's what's gonna yeah. be. I'm gonna write a oh, That's children's books. I see it. I see it everywhere. Children's books of crinkle cuts nuts. Crinkle cut nuts. You you That's, know you'll still watch it, Peter. He's gonna. You'll still watch it to see what. Yeah, he will. He, he's gonna need to see who he agrees with. Thirty me or you. <laughs> well, me and Mick are pretty much in the same. Like hear that. We should have him back on the show. I want to hear what he says. Yeah, oh, definitely. I'd love to have him back on. Is Chris in bed? <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> no, this is my sofa. I just got a blanket on because my legs and my feet were cold. Jesus fuck. So did she just like watch TV for the past few hours? And you're like, oh shit, I got a show. 
I'll just go live yeah. here. <laughs> now he's been set I up in back into that. Yeah, I've been set up in the living room for like a week now. It's fun. It's a good time. <laughs> no better place. It's a lot better. Giving my chair in my room a break. You know what I mean? Not letting the cushions go all flat all right. and uncomfy. I'm going to give you a piece of advice uh-huh. to get off that couch. No, I'm good. Just say, listen, sweetie, I'm sorry. I love you. Why would I do that? <laughs> Why would I do that? Why would I do this that? This guy. I don't even know if that was the actual thing going on. I just thought it'd be funny to say. I'm buying you a new camera. It's not the camera. It's, it's not a camera. Fine, it's a piece of software away. that follows me and tracks me. Look. I don't know why it's going that that's way. That's why he's... I don't know why it's going that way. Oh, he's now. talking about he's, he's going opposites. It's he's it's buying himself a new Oh, he's buying you a new camera. Why? Why? Because he's okay. out of focus. He's out of focus. I'm like, I'm not though. You are. <laughs> You're very soft. Right, In, a way. That. In a beautiful way. In a beautiful way. On a 60-inch TV, it doesn't it doesn't look blown up or pixelated until it becomes fucking 27 inches of my TV. So I'm good. It looks fine on my phone. It looks fine on a laptop or a tablet. My 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 $60 wannabe GoPro camera that I've been using for almost three years as a webcam. Perfect. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> Use it. <laughs> Jason, stop talking about camera. I'll take a new camera if you want to give it to me for Christmas. It's fine. Just make sure it's either a a Canon RP or a Sony A7 III or something like that or higher. I don't take anything under $1,500 as gifts. Can you hear this? Okay. (laughs) That's Jason buying him the camera. Yeah, I'm just letting him know. know I'm an expensive date. The That's only other thing I'm going to take is a PS5 and an Xbox Series X together over a camera gift. That's it. And it, and you have to pay for the year subscription at least for the services. I thought, I'm sorry. Would you it's say cheaper than the camera. That was a dollar value. It's cheaper that way. I'm easy to buy gifts for. You're my favorite. <laughs> Just don't make me watch horrible movies and I'm good. <laughs> the best gift anybody can give me for the <laughs> next year's coming. I can't make any promises. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I can make promises you are going to be watching some more bad shit next year. Whoa! Get to licking my friend nice! That's never the problem. I don't even want to pull that shit up. <laughs> oh, God. That's funny. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Jason, did you watch the movie while you're out there? And, uh, yeah, I was going to say YouTube link. Did you watch it at all? Or Jason? James, did did you? What's up with James's rating? I'm not sure. He's he's uh he's under. Chadman, did you see this? What you end up giving us? We only gave it a year since it came out. It's it does annoy me that didn't do well. You know what I think? Fuck this movie. (laughs) I think Woody the Pooh camera is better. What do you mean? <laughs> Come on, it's funny. Look at it. Um, looks good to me. Thirty's <laughs> like I'm done. <laughs> I'm like blinking at that at that exact time. <laughs> I think the Winnie the Pooh movie. Fuck this. The fuck this one. That's funny. Why you say that? Because this came out before the Winnie the Pooh movie, mm-hmm. and. But it didn't have as big of marketing. Like the Winnie the Pooh. Remember, like as soon as that went, uh, it went. Um, what was it? Uh, public domain. The story. Yeah. It was announced we're doing a horror movie version, and it's coming out. And it was like in all the publications for horror and such. And I remember it was building up, and they're like, "Oh, it's going to be coming out in, like February of this year." 
and mm-hmm. so like they kind of like oh and it kind of shadowed the mean one quite a bit but i think the backlash of how could you do this with you know winnie the pooh and turn him into a killer it like kind of bled out all over on this one and that's why it didn't do as well because even mm-hmm. like winnie the pooh didn't do as well as it could have yeah it was a yeah. fun fucking movie though both of them Way to the pool I went and saw it in theaters. This I would have saw it in theaters. But you know. Nah. Yeah. Go check it out though, Jason. I, I did end up wanting to see this to. when I saw the preview for it uh, a year or two ago. I definitely did remember wanting to see this. So that I was definitely excited to see it. So there's that. <laughs> that could be where more your disappointment is with it too. Like I've I wanted to see it, but I wasn't like super excited. I was just like, I'll just because I know it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be a certain way. So, you know, yeah, can't expect too too much out of it. I, again, especially with a horror comedy like this, I'm like, it's it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. And it was. What was the other one that was good last year that came out the year before? Violent Night or Violent Night was. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, so was... I was expecting. I saw David Howard was playing the Grinch and I was sold. I get it. But what, so did you see it yet? David Allen Greer. I'm, I'm sorry, how David Allen. This David guy. Howard Thornton, Billy Bob Thornton's uncle, is, is super dope. Uncle? You know how yeah. old Billy Bob Thornton is? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, 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 it's tough. It's tough. Because, again, I didn't, it's not like I went into it with this grand expectation of knowing what exactly to expect. I just was, ex- I was just excited to see it. Like, all right, we're going to get a crazy mean Grinch and he's going to go on a berserk killing spree. It just wasn't, I mean, I, I the one thing that kind of, it sucks because I was I, I liked it, but I also kind of hate how they used it. Was just the shit about him um, being upset at like little things like fucking decorations or the sound of, of Christmas bring him by. You know what I mean? Like it just magically calls him over. I kind of liked it, and either it's, it's I'm torn on that one. I'm torn on that one because it worked in some. Well, I mean, some aspects of the movie, and it worked. Yeah, but I feel like that that added to the element of you know him hating the, Christmas, you know, kind of adapting the old story. And he hated Christmas. He did look up from atop the mountain and heard them singing and the loud music, and mm-hmm. he saw the lights and stuff. And it really just that's what was like kind of driving him uh, mad. And and you take in, I guess, into account like whether he's so uh, heartbroken that he hurt this little girl and because he accidentally killed her mother like you know you take the extreme character of let's say santa claus and say that's what it is and the extreme character of santa claus is he goes into people's homes and gives gifts he loves kids so much he wants to make sure they all have gifts all the good ones so when he finally breaks one's heart and and calls her he turns into a monster that hates the very thing that he was trying to Mm. You know, builds. I you know the the levels of it. I really dug. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what we're leaving it on, pretty much. Then, right? He's just Santa Claus. When Santa does something bad by mistake, he turned into this evil entity. Kind of, yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of what I felt like because they didn't really show him at the beginning, and they show that other perspective of him talking to the little girl, but you don't see him, you don't see him being green or nothing. They kind of leave it up and don't really tell you for sure. Did he just look green the whole time? And was she not really scared of him at the beginning until he did the heinous act of murder? Or did he end up turning that way in that? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's all of those <laughs> and none. You know, like it's, it's, that's the best part. That's why I like this. Like there's a, there was an interpretation to it. Like mm. you have, you have so much covered from the original story that they brought in with the adaptation of this, but 
it does add the like where does he come from though but like you know where does the grinch come from compared to the who's why is yeah. he so different so i like that you know this kind of gives maybe the idea of maybe it is santa maybe it's mm-hmm. maybe he was always a grinch but they used to love christmas until this happened you know and he was yeah. just in there helping or whatever you know you never know like i, I kind of like that in the sense of like what rare exports did you know with santa claus and the killer santa idea uh and and how they kind of turn that into they turned it on its head a bit so like you know anybody who hasn't seen that go check out rare exports great uh great movie but um yeah so i, I kind of got that element from this like it's just a different take on the lore hmm. yeah and i enjoyed it i really enjoyed it i, I want to see more stuff like this not only a sequel or t- i'll say two sequels for this but i want to see more of this more of this type of stuff, either whether it be the holiday horror ones that we grew up on, whether it be you know the Bambies and all that shit. I just think it's a fun take on it. I'm kind of I, I kind of want uh, I want it to be uh, a sla- a fun slasher era for a little while. I feel like mm. horror's been kind of going all over the place. Um, the Halloween movies that just came out recently left such a bad taste in everybody's mouth. We haven't gotten mm-hmm. any new Jason in a while. Chucky's a TV show um who the fuck knows where freddy's gonna be it would just be fun to get some fun original slashers we got terrifier we have thanksgiving i think the mean one matches in there uh mm-hmm. and there's others and if we can keep creating the oh and uh, uh bloody summer camp is has their sequel just announced so like yes you know like so there's so many different movies that can be created and just a fun slasher element let's stop trying to go one direction with it and i say we just get crazy and have some fun for a little while personally do you think this would have been a little bit easier to engage with had they kept the whole whole movie it being in that world of the grinch and who's instead of it being humans uh you think they miss a little bit more make this feel a little bit more better suited together with itself you know what i mean so I think I think that would be a cool version. Um, I, you can't really. I understand no, why they would have literally live action and made it into the horror with these elements. Do you think? Yeah, that's what I was better. picturing because because you can't do who's. That's why they couldn't say the Grinch in this movie. It's all Doctor Seuss owned and such, or whatever publisher owns that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, so all that stuff you couldn't really do, but so. But to your, I like what you're saying. Uh, it would be a cool element. I think that would be more of a horror comedy, though. I could see that, like, to be really vicious because these who's getting killed. It's yeah. almost like when you watch GTA and stuff, and you, you know, when watching your friend GTA play GTA, and you're like, I don't care. All these people are dying. They're, you know, NPCs or, uh, you know, like the who's are essentially that's what they're going to be. You don't care. They get robbed in the movie. You like the Grinch mm-hmm. because. True. We're, they're not human. It's almost a weird disconnect that we have in movies and stuff like that, that we can do that. Um, you know, like where we don't have, we may have empathy for the characters we're meeting, but we may not have empathy for, you know, whatever species this is or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, that's a great question, but I just don't think it could be done in a hard element, like a really dark way successfully personally. You hit something on there that made me go, damn, that's true. It's because, like, take a situation like this, right? And we can have these cutie-ass people be the who's and be all nice, lovey-dovey. And it's almost like like we do that a little bit in real life at times, too. Sometimes that little green monster shows up in us, right? And we're just like, damn, must be nice. Or, oh, I wish I could have that type deal. You know what I mean? And it's like you get that little annoyed like if if you if it's something you really wanted or you feel like things haven't been going your way you, you're a little jaded by it like so it's kind of like do you think maybe like that's why in movies especially we're like oh look at these goody uh, two shoe fuckers they're about to get it type deal and it's it's like I, I, you know, it's, that's why we can't do these shows high anymore and it what pisses me off is what it pisses me off is I answer these questions and I'm like, holy shit, like that was a great answer. At least I think so. And I probably like that solidifies me being the scene snob, you know? 
<laughs> and I never do it on my show. <laughs> That's a good one, Chad. Appreciate you, man. We'll link nice, up soon. Man. We'll link up soon. I'm actually gonna hit you. I'm gonna hit you up if not tonight, definitely tomorrow about my uh the late night shows I do I started doing again. But uh if you're still here, I'm um I kind of where our love for horror comes from anyways, because we don't ever really want to see any of this stuff. Those little bad parts of human ink, that's what the people are connecting with and identify and they'll watch and they're like, all right. Yeah. That could be something. That could be something right there. Like obviously you don't want to see anybody getting harmed. Well, I don't. I'll speak for myself. I'm I'm assuming you guys don't either. I'll yeah. speak for the horror community. You know, you don't you don't want to see people getting hurt in real life and none of that. But in the movie, it's like it's just the movie one and two. Just the, for me, it's the art of it. I'm like, how the fuck do they do all this? Hmm. Like with the slashes and all that, especially now, like I said, now that I'm older and, and when you get the Blu-rays, the DVDs, or even watching on YouTube and shit, sometimes the behind the scenes shit and you see what goes into making something for them to just destroy it. That's what really fucking fascinates me. The, the practical effects and all that. I'm like, yo. Yeah. You mean to tell me you spent six months building that just to blow it up? I mean, like, it was an amazing fucking scene, or just to chop it up, but holy shit. Like, I'd be mad and happy at the same Like, oh, fuck, man. Like, I'm so happy. I feel accomplished. I got this done. That scene looked great, but, yo, yeah. that shit's gone now. <laughs> I can't believe we had such a, a fucking poignant conversation about the horror genre in Christmas for the mean one. Hey, listen, it's a Christmas, it's a Christmas horror movie. It ties no, I know, but it's just like it's the weirdest movies on Sir Sturdy where we watch and we, and we it, get the deepest conversations. It's like these deep conversations that, like, even now, like, I want to fucking rant against like how this has a twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but the audience score is fifty percent. That feels right for this movie. I'm not saying this movie should be above fifty percent. But twenty no, percent but... feels like shit, and that's why I fucking hate Rotten Tomatoes and their bullshit movie critics. They don't fucking know anything. They don't know what people want. They don't know what fans want, and then they they just put their drivel and their bullshit out there. They push movies that they clearly are getting paid to fucking do, or at least paid in hey, come to our fucking mm-hmm. gala and whatever. And then you have the audience score saying this, and they never match up. It's a problem if you're if the audience, and that's like. 100,000 people, or even if it's like 10,000 people for a movie, are, you know, putting that up. And then you have, like, what, 60 at most, 80, uh, 100 uh, uh, critics reviewing. You know, even if it's 100, how does that fucking even out? And But people are, but every publication is like, the Rotten Tomato score is this. The Rotten Tomato score is that. No, it's not because that's not the real score. The tell the audience score. The audience score is much different. Not not only that, yeah, exactly that, exactly that. And I was gonna say not only that, but you would think you'd be listening to people that are going and paying their hard earned money to go see these movies, possibly multiple fucking times, and then giving their opinions on them. Versus, oh yeah, I need you guys to go watch this movie. Yeah, here's 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 snacks. Here's everything you guys need to be comfortable. Now go watch this movie. For the yeah. longest time, I didn't like, realize that Rotten Tomatoes had like their own team and like editors or like fucking um, critics or whatnot. Honestly, I thought Rotten Tomatoes was like, yo, the people that pre-screen, the people that see it, like all of the actual consumers go on there and that's how they get their scores. Honestly, I didn't realize that it was like until obviously like a year or two ago. And I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense. I mean, it's just like anything else, right? Every industry has some type of a outlet or review that they can kind of control and manipulate the narrative and, and things like that, right? Video games always had the magazines like Game Informer, Game Pro. Now we have this game get an 8, a 9, or 10, and then we're getting a release day, and the thing's barely playable and the fucking thing, like, you got to wait six months for them to patch it all. And then when they finally do patch wasted, you know, six months of your life, one, you can play the game, and you can't play it. But yet something that we all got it in a release or before release, you gave the thing a fucking damn near perfect score. Yet none of us could really play it at the beginning. Like shit like that happens all the time. And it's just based on who's paying for what. You know what I mean? Hey, I got a game coming out. Review this. Here's a check. You know what I mean? Hey, there's movies coming out. Review this. Here's review. 
through my product. Here's a check. Like, that's just the game, period. Unless you're like us. Where we're just like, we're just going to switch you as we can. <laughs> yeah. I'll still take a check, but I'm not going to lie to you. Exactly. Check. What do you think about my movie? It sucks. You want to invite me to your fucking shit, and you want to do this, that, and the other thing? Fine. They're never going to because I don't look like the young, pretty people on TikTok. But I know more about fucking movies than most of them because I listen to a lot of their fucking things, and it's just like, what? You missed the fucking point. Like you missed the fucking point because you didn't look well, deep you, enough. You you know what I've noticed with the, with those type of things is it's more so of not even even if they know what's going on in the movie or whatever the discussion is it's more so of not trying to get the conversation going like how we are now it's more so of trying to go viral mm-hmm. so it's like okay what did everybody else say what's the hot points what's the hot what's the what's the hot words that everybody's saying around this movie and around this topic okay they hated it because okay it was told like this and blah 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 and blah 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 that's why they hate it. and it's very similar to a lot of other ones that have a lot of views. And then even with the ones that are... And I'm not talking about the people that actually go deep dive and really talk about it short or long form. I'm talking about the ones that kind of use the viral terms and the viral everything that they know what they're doing with the viral shit. But that's all they know is that... How to, I mean, which I guess it's great that they know how to go viral, but it's like, that's it. Yeah, we're, we're like like dudes like us. We're not trying to be superficial. We're not just trying... No to read a fucking headline the skim level of what these movies are that we're experiencing or whatnot like we're, we're really watching these we're paying attention to different things that register with us we're notating and mental noting so that we can present to you exactly what we're either mm-hmm. feeling at that time or thinking as we're going through the process to give you as good of an opinion or scope of an understanding of whether or not if you connect with me or my thought process for my ratings then you know okay well he said then boom yeah movie so much you can still take my opinion and go watch it and then be like you know what yeah he was right or nah he was way off that's fine be my guest but yeah. when it comes down to again these things being curated like it, it just it just ruins it for everybody i understand everybody puts their heart their money their you know into these projects and they want it to succeed but to me that's not enough of a reason to then you know pay for certain things yeah well, yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm not because your work will always speak for itself. We've talked about what's up. No, I was just going to say, uh, sort of adding to that point. Like back in the day, we used to trust movie critics so much because we weren't able to get to the theater all the time to go watch mm-hmm. everything. It was more of an event, so we want to know what people like, and we trusted these people as like movie yeah. fans. And it grew into this thing where it really wasn't because they were just spewing the same shit. They had biases yeah. the whole nine, and there were so yeah. few of them, and they all had the same biases because they're all white dudes, you know, old ass white dudes who just fucking oh, it's not classics, whatever. So that's why today I I maintain that movie critics are the ones that should be critiquing, should be uh, um, experts in the field of filmmaking and uh, and movie watching to yeah. be able to critique it. Mm-hmm. Now anybody can make a critique, that's fine. But like that, the ones that stand right. above should be the ones doing that. It never happens. Now the movie reviewers, if anything, and that's who I call all of us who are uh, down here on YouTube, just trying to make it work, and we love movies and talking about it. Guilty. Those are the ones that are keeping it honest, in my opinion. Not always, not always. There's a lot of bullshit, but like at least they're keeping it honest because there's so many. You know, we we yeah. will talk honestly about our movies yeah you know for the most part yeah that's fair to say that's fair to say and i mean i'll go back again with the critics like with with us reviewers and i'll say i'll say more so with the reviewers the podcasters the bloggers all that stuff we have our face on we put our name on it yep. <laughs> you critics it's just oh critics rotten tomato no put a name on it. if you really care about it put a name on the bullet yeah a it's lot a of us stuff Start this because hey, we like topics. Like if there if there's a group of people or a topic that you can talk on and on about, we usually start something source for you. But I mean, for us back in the day, we got tired of hearing these fucking reviews and then watching shit and being like, oh, we loved it when they bombed it, or the opposite, right? They bombed it and we love, or you know, they they fucking say it's great and then we're like, what the fuck is this? At some point, you got to realize and understand that the games are rigged, right? Again. Any industry is going to 
some type of a faction so that it can control. I mean, the food industry's done it with FBA. There's so many different entities out there with the rating boards and video games and music. Literally, because they didn't want to tell them what to do. So they said, all right, all right, we'll create a system to regulate ourselves. But it's still owned by all the record labels. It's like you're... Or it's still being distributed, it's still being reviewed and discussed in the same light based on what they want it to be anyway. Same shit. It's just who do you put in place in your pocket to get your narrative I'm crazy? Basically. Basically. <laughs> Basically. You're wrong. With all that said, people, listen. I'm going to show you guys one more time in a minute what's coming up. But. I will say this, people, go check out the mean one. If you've not seen it, go check it out. It's worth at least a one-time watch. Me, I think it's worth a once-a-year watch, but that's me. Um, Again, Midnight, Minana, The Sacrifice Game. Oh, Mick, you want to send me that, uh, what you call it real quick, and I'll pull it up? Or share the screen for... um. I don't have it right now. <laughs> well, I, I I will definitely. I can. Get, uh, I might have the link. Hold on. Let's Steel trap next week. I it cannot wait for this. I don't know why. And Terror Train Two. I guess it's going to be part two on Tubi. I might grab the wrong poster, but yes. And Mick is so fucking excited to watch that movie. I am not excited to watch that fucking movie. See, he can't wait. I can wait. <laughs> He's looking forward to next Thursday. Oh, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Cast yeah, for a cause. Cast for a cause, yeah. Guys, cast for a cause. We're doing a charity event. If you guys don't know what that is, we're uh, collecting for All for Lunch, which is a great organization trying to school and school lunch debt in schools all over the country. And it is an important thing to us and uh, helping kids out. So if you guys would be uh, up for donating, please go check us out. You can go to thescenesnobs.com, our link tree. Uh, Sir Sturdy has it out. It's all over our social media. Uh, message us. We'll send it to you. But make sure you watch tomorrow because tomorrow is the live charity event that goes with it. Our, uh, it's a charity script reading of National Influence Christmas Vacation. A bunch of us are going to be jumping in. It's going to be a mm -hmm. really fun time. starts at 7 p.m. We're going to do a pre-show at 6 but 7 p.m. is when that starts. So jump in over here, the scene snobs, worst damn gamers yeah. channel. We're gonna be all over. Be all over. Yeah, jump in for that, people. It'll be a great time, some fun, fun stuff. And most importantly, let's raise some money for these children because they shouldn't have to pay for school lunches at all. That's yeah. bullshit. No matter how rich or how poor their parents are, kids should be eating free. Hundred percent. America do better. Biden, do better. All you motherfuckers do better. Everyone. And like you care. And uh, I'm going to end it on that. Click the links and all that good shit. Happy holidays to everybody that celebrates holidays. If you don't, happy days. Let's, let's put it like this. Just give us a, a quarter to half a percent of your war budget so that we can end hunger and children. Yeah. End hunger and children first. Let's war budget. There you go. That's there it is. He's right. But uh, I'll see you in your nightmares, people. Peace. Later, get us. Bye, guys. See you on Fortnite.